Yo, what is good? It's your boy Ray, and this is the Everyday City Carry, and this is the podcast episode 267. And for those of you in the audience right now, you already know what I was doing when I was a little bit late in the show, you know? Sometimes a man has to take care of things, very important things. That's what I was doing, man. And you, you all were cheering me on. <clears throat> you were like, yo, pinch it off. <laughs> Man, I think like live streaming is the only thing you can do <clears throat> with your friends where like you can. Uh, oh, I just lost my ring. I left my wedding ring upstairs. Um, that you can like talk to your friends while taking a crap. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Look at Steve says, wash your hands. Well, of course I did, man. You know, of course my, of course I did. And you guys were like, oh, man, I, I hope you have a bidet. Of course we have the bum bum gun, you know? We have that. Maybe I could show it to you. Let me see. Bum bum gun. I think they sell it on Amazon. Almost sure they do. Let's see. Uh, yeah. I'm going to see if this is. your dishes oh geez look at this little porn right there <laughs> thank god no one was nude in it um but yeah it's like a little little thing like this you attach to the side of your you know what i mean attach to the side of your uh your toilet there and uh, you don't have to spend so much money it's pretty cheap it's like 30 bucks that's what we got we got one upstairs and upstairs dude steam stream froze did it did it freeze? Very strange that it did. Uh, let me know if it did. I am reloading it on my tablet right now to make sure that we're going strong. Oh, we are. Yeah. No, it's fine for me. I just, uh, I, I'm looking at it on my tablet right now. It looks good. Looks good. Oh, we got a dono from Matt, dude. Thank you so much, man. <laughs> And remember mods if, if there's uh, a weird individual that's like kind of throwing off the vibe you know you the, you, you mods are allowed to get rid of them you know what i mean <laughs> you can definitely do that that's why i have you guys sometimes i don't want to address it you know i know i know, the, I know it was kind of weird a little bit before there was some weird person kind of causing drama but if you ever see that things are like a little weird you could you know just give them a little nudge and like kick them out a little bit um but we're gonna do a roll call but first off you know first order of business please visit the greatest website of all time patreon.com everyday city carry that is where you will get an hour-long exclusive podcast with the kelly and me doing reaction videos current events things like that a lot of behind the scenes stuff going on in there that is on patreon.com everyday city carry or you can pay for the youtube channel memberships and you can also get access to those episodes, but it's only through those. Can't watch it in any other way. And also, if you use any of the links in the description, it helps the channel out. Uh, I haven't been posting as much. I've been posting like once a day, so I have a lot of backlog right now. I feel like I took a break or something, <laughs> like. Uh, but I feel very refreshed now, and um, I think next week I'm going to start posting more again. 
you know, just try to give Kelly a little bit more time, hang out with her a little bit instead of just uh, just working so much, dude, which I was doing for a long time. And I think we hit 18,000 subs today. Pretty sure we did. I'm almost certain we did, which is uh, crazy because I wasn't even campaigning for it. Yep. It's literally 18,000 right now, which rhymes. So we hit that milestone. Shout out to you guys for just hanging out and being a good buddy, dude. You know, we just here having a silly goose time talking about EDC in a very casual way, right? We're not one up in each other, you know? Oh, I got S90. Oh, I got Magna Cut. But, bro, I got the alloy. Seems to be happening everywhere else but here. I got the alloy, dog. What you got? We're just chilling, hanging out, man. You know, I try to give uh, EDC peeps a place to hang out in the morning and at night. You know, just by doing these streams, man. We just get to chill. We get to talk about poop sometimes, whiskey, knives, you know. And there are a lot of knives on deck right now, man. There are a lot of knives on deck. So I'm going to be putting out a lot more next week. It's just uh, the content's taking longer, man. Uh, you know, those auto captions take a long time, dude. And they got to correct them, you know. It's crazy. Uh, you'd think that it doesn't take that long to do like seven shorts a day. It, it, it's pretty much an all-day thing. You know, you got to think of the captions and you got to post and then you got to... I really thought that it would be fast. <laughs> you know, sometimes I'm just like, maybe I should just do regular vids, you know, just one regular vid a day. <laughs> but then like I would I guess I could do that having an idea I'm like I could do like because I you know my Instagram does up to 10 minutes my TikTok does up to 10 minutes my Pinterest does up to 5 minutes and YouTube can be whatever if you do a regular video anyway let's do a roll call real quick we got MWK with his famous what the hell I'm off today so let's do this Thank you so much for spending your your morning uh, with us, dude. We got Nathan Nedick with a good morning rugged gentleman. Drop a trawler carrying, by the way. Hogue Decca work carry ace grand after. I have a Hogue Decca as well today, my friend. Um, whenever I don't know what to carry, the this Decca V2 clip point with the original gold scale seems to be what I gravitate towards because I know I can handle a lot with it, you know? And it's just so good. <laughs> Once you get the uh, original goat scales on them, it's it's amazing, man. It's really, really good. You know, you don't got to spend like an arm and a leg. I mean, it still keeps it like under 200 if you get the knife and the scales. Um, the backspacer is a different story because I think you, you pay for the backspacer separately. But um, yeah, it's, it really just levels up the knife, man. I've said this so many times. You got Greg Vanderlip in the house, right? Smash that like button. Thank you so much. Uh, Ian Coates, the homie, with NFK20 as well. We got, yo, Branch, what's up, dude? Branch McCracken. Thank you so much for coming through all the way from TX. Oh, I know this guy. Oh, I know this guy. He hits me up on the on the Instagram. I can see with the, with the profile. What's up, dude? And uh, we got the Matt Hoff, who I always forget is, let's be honest, EDC. <laughs> I always forget that. Fook Doozle in the house. Uh, let's keep going down here. We got B Shady 22. Good morning to you, my friend. We got Steve. What's up, bro? My fellow uh, NYC homie right there, dude. And uh, I'm getting to the part of the chat where we just talk about poop. We got crew wear in here. 
What's up, man? Keep going down. Uh, yeah, Dow Patrol are caring, by the way, man. You start to stream from the, the deuce closet. I If I did, it wouldn't, you know, it wouldn't be as nice as this. <laughs> like the setup, yo. <laughs> I just put my setup in the bathroom. <laughs> That's hilarious, man. Yeah, I try to just get everything out, you know, before I have to do something, man. I like to be clean, dude, you know. Before, actually, I, would, um, I wouldn't eat breakfast. I'd, like, fast. But I wasn't putting on a lot of weight that way uh, because I like to work out fasted. I don't, I, don't, I don't like to work out with food in my stomach. I like to work out fasted. I feel like I'm stronger. I have more endurance. I'm sharper. Um. You know, which is the case, actually, because, you know, when you go into ketosis, like, you know, when you're a caveman <clears throat> and you're like hunting for food, you don't have food all the time. Your body goes into ketosis and uh, it starts using your fat for fuel. And you're, you're sharper. Your mind is sharper. You um, just you, you move around a lot better. And I can say that for sure, because when I think this is before I started doing live shows, I was rocking about four and a half miles a day. I would just walk to work. I lived on 100th Street and my job was on like uh, 46th Street or something like that. 44th Street, 44th Street, yeah. And like 6th Avenue. And I lived on 1st Avenue and 100th Street. And I would put 50 pounds intentionally in my backpack and then I would just walk to work, dude, back and forth. And dude, my energy levels were like, mad good and all i ate was like steak and avocados that's all i ate and um i was on the keto diet you know and then my mind was so sharp dude you know what i mean you're not fumbling on words like when you're on ketosis but i was so skinny i was like 125 pounds so i stopped doing that but yeah you know i like to keep I like to keep everything clear uh, in the morning but you know if you want to put on weight like as a skinny guy, you gotta you gotta eat. <laughs> so I gotta eat a lot. Uh, let's keep going down. I'm passing all the poop talk that we just had. <laughs> poop and whiskey talk, yo. <laughs> this, you guys are so funny, man. We got Earl in the house. What's up, Earl? Uh, <laughs> everybody needs more fiber. <laughs> I have enough, man. Don't worry about it. Yo, Fox, what's up? Well, the computer at work won't start up. No work today, I guess. <laughs> That's bad funny. Um, let's keep going. Let's see what's going on here. Hey, oh, yo, if you go back to front, then your balls will taste like shit. Did, did a lady tell you that, bro? <laughs> like one time, she's like, got a little bit of a poop flavor. <laughs> I wasn't, yo, Ian, sometimes, man, you know, I gotta, I gotta, you know, it has to happen. You know what it is, actually? I don't eat the bulk oatmeal anymore. So that was like a one minute, maybe a two minute endeavor to cook it. You know, now I got to cook bacon, turkey bacon, and I got to cook eggs. It takes longer and then I got to eat it. Got to drink the protein shake. Got to drink the vitamins. Got to drink like everything, you know, then drink the coffee after that. So I'm cramming all that. I wake up at seven. So I woke up an hour before the stream. So I'm thinking like, maybe I got to get up earlier, like 30 minutes earlier, 630, because uh, it, it's it's too close every time, you know, the morning stream. So my bad on that. It's just a little change. You know, we'll, we'll figure it out, man. We always figure it out, dude. 
You know what I mean? <clears throat> Let's keep going down here. You know what's funny is I saw this on TikTok too. Iron Man and Iron Woman. One is a superhero, the other is a command. What is the difference between Iron Man and Iron Woman? One is a superhero, the other is a command. Stupid TikTok joke I found. It's funny because I also saw that. I forgot which video it was. <laughs> uh, let's keep going down here. At this point, just ask yourself, is it worth going live? Of course it is, man. You got to keep doing I mean, I'm still going to go live for at least an hour. Like whether I'm a little bit late or not, you know, I'm still going to do it. <laughs> we don't need Ray. We got this. What do you mean, guys? <laughs> what do you mean, man? We got Alex in the house as well. What's everybody carrying today, yo? You know? <laughs> Talking to friends while crafting sounds like I got here just in time. <laughs> Never in my wildest dreams, if you were to tell me like 10 years ago, I'd be chatting, you know, with a, uh, a chat room full of people while taking a dump. You know what I mean? Can you imagine that 10 years ago? Yeah, you know, I'll be live streaming and I'll be talking to people while taking a crap. <laughs> Do you think that, did you ever think that? Did you ever think that we would go inside an Uber? Like, I get the taxi cab thing, but you pay a person to pick your kids up and then they go in the Uber and then they go wherever they need to go. <laughs> That's so crazy, yo. <laughs> um, let's keep going down here. People are off today, huh? People are off today, it seems. We got uh, Thinus. Thank you so much for coming through. We, we do knife talk in here as well. We're kind of just like roll calling right now. So if you're like, what are these guys talking about? No, we, this, is, this is definitely an EDC channel. Uh, drop a y'all are carrying in the chat. Um, I have not unboxed like a huge package from Kaiser that just came yesterday. And I have something from Best Tech as well. Uh, what I've been carrying aside from this Hogue Deca that I'm carrying today is the Kaiser Doberman, bro. You know what I'm saying? I actually really like this. Um, the owner, uh, Osho, hit me up and was like, he was like, oh, man, I didn't want them to make it so heavy because it's very heavy. I think this thing is very heavy and there's no, you know, there's no weight relief, weight reduction on the inside. Ergonomically, though, this feels really good. It's nice and slicey. It's a flat grind. It's really nice. Um, so when I'm using it, like, I love it. But And I don't use the pocket clip that much. That's the other issue with this knife is the pocket clip is so tight. Like, you're never going to be able to use it. Like, it's so tight. And um, he talked to me about this. He was like, yeah, you know, I gave them the design. And, like, when it got to me it was just so heavy and also the pocket clip was like too much um it's too bad i i gotta say it's too bad because i really like um using this you know what i'm saying i really really like using this actually it's just so comfortable and the action is really good too you know the flipper is so small right usually that's a problem but like not with this it's just designed very well for that um, but I really like this. Uh, I would say that the, where's the, uh, the other one here? What happened to it, dog? I must have put it away already. The other Doberman. I have the um, Vanguard Doberman too, but I think I put it away already, which is the cheaper version of this because I think this one's like 
I want to say it's like 169 or something like that. S35 Yan titanium. This is uh this one surprised me because when I unboxed it, I was like, yo, this is so heavy. But the guy hit me up on Instagram and we talked chatted a little bit. He's sending me a karambit to check out that he designed. And um, you know, it's cool. But yeah, it was it, it's always awesome when like a designer hits you up, you know, and talks to you about it. Be like, bro, I'm gonna tell you right now, I did not <laughs> design it to be that heavy. Um, it just came to me like that. And you know, I feel I felt bad too. I was like, it's a great design. He named it after his dog and he sent me like pictures of his Doberman and shit. <laughs> Let's keep going down here and see if anyone else hopped in. What are some EDC mistakes you've made or lessons you've learned? I wish that I didn't uh, buy like weird clones and stuff in the beginning, you know, from like AliExpress. I just didn't know any better. And I was like, oh, let me try this like hinderer. You know what I mean? And it was not good, dude. Just stuff like that. I wish I didn't do that and just save my money instead. And also, I wish I didn't buy everything that came out. You know, when I started six years ago, I started collecting maybe six or seven years ago because I saw my channel. Um, the first video I made was from six years ago is what it said. I was like, holy shit, it's been that long. Um, but, uh, you know, at that time, like collecting Kershaw's and CRKT's were still a huge thing. There was no Civivi. There was no like Best Man. There's no Sencut. Like all the Chinese brands that kind of rule the budget space right now did not exist. So everyone was buying Kershaw, CRKT, Ontario, Knife Company. And, you know, CRKT and Kershaw was just releasing a lot of knives, you know, because they were in demand. And I was just buying all of them. And, you know, not all of them were good, bro. Like, I, I check, like, my old collection. And I'm like, damn, these suck, dude. <laughs> these suck so bad. So I wish that I saved my money more instead of buying, like, a bunch of $30, $40, $50 knives. And maybe bought some more, like, ZTs. Like, Zero Tolerance at the time was, like, really big. They were releasing a lot of really good models. And, and I don't know what happened to them now. But, you know, I wish I saved up more to get those, you know, and I maybe bought it, you know, just just things like that. You know, it was a good budget knife company at that time was Rake, R-U-I-K-E. I don't think they make any. I don't know if they make new knives anymore, but at that time, their knives, even today, their knives are still like under $40. I think they're like 38 to 50 ish dollars. And all of their knives use 14C28N. And I remember like yeah like it was a big thing when they came out so you know that's probably one of the things is just don't collect everything that you see right because you're like shelling out a ton of money and i didn't have i mean i feel like i don't have money now i didn't, I definitely didn't have money then bro you know what i mean like that's definitely the biggest mistake i made i see going down here Shout out to ATR13MOV, bro. That's exactly the steal that everybody had, yo. Yo, ATR13MOV was like the D2 of back then. D2 is way better, you know what I'm saying? But like, I remember like no one was using D2. It was just all ATR13MOV, which is crazy. And then I think all of a sudden, every budget knife had D2 on it, you know, which is insane. Uh, JG10 SBR. Oh, shit. That's sick, dude. That's what you're carrying? That's awesome. I'm carrying the... What is that? 
Shem, 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 Shemanzan? <laughs> what the hell? Altai Shaman, baby. Uh, let's see. We got Vasti Thunderbird. That's one that I wanted to check out. And I just broke down and bought another one in M390. It's it's got to be really good. I know that one is is a good brand, a uh, good um good model from Vossied. Carrying the AD15 light and mini grip, I want to pick up some AD stuff just to mod it with original goat scales. <laughs> I've been seeing a lot of uh, original goat posts with uh AD10s and 15s and 20s, and I'm just like, yo, I gotta check that out, dude. Hello, sorry for bothering you. I want to offer a promotion. Look at this, dude. Hey, guys, should I do this promotion? <laughs> That's like a, is, is that like a Twitch ad? It's hilarious, yo. Uh, carrying a Hass Knife Works mini caper, Roby Vine Aurora, P, uh, Aurora A9 Pro, and Fisher Space Pen. That's fire, dude. Uh, packing a triple <laughs> riveted faberware what is that what is that dude am i like getting am i getting trolled right now am i, am I getting am i getting trolled i don't i don't know what that is <laughs> i googled it and i all i see is, see is like chef's knives wow i said google and my phone thought it was talking to it uh, packing a little Tramontina with some cephalon in the fifth pocket. <laughs> Tramontina with some Calphalon in the fifth pocket, yeah. <laughs> uh, this is the Plague Doctor. 3.25 Spartan Harsey Plague Doctor. I'm going to Google that. Let's take a look at that, actually. I know I talked about... Um, Everyday Carries new podcast. Uh, the other, oh, this is a dope knife, dude. Javon, this is sick, bro. I talked about Everyday Carries new podcast called uh, Carried Away, and I think we're gonna watch a clip on Instagram right now. I think it has like one of the best definitions of an enthusiast that I've ever heard. It was really interesting because when I heard it, I was like, that is the perfect way to describe what I am, I guess as a collector in the, of EDC gear. You know what I mean? Um, <laughs> my body doesn't use fat for fuel. It stores, for, stores it for a rainy day. Yeah, I. Uh, the way that I collect gear is there's a level of irrationality to it because I don't use my gear that much. Not because I don't want to. Like, I will use it if, um, if I have a need, right? But I'm in New York City, you know what I'm saying? And your boy's not feathering sticks outside and building fires in the middle of the fucking sidewalk. So I don't have any of the bushcraft needs. And I'm not in construction or any kind of work that requires hard use. So I am just a guy in a basement making videos on knives. Now, EDC is my profession, though. So. While I don't use it in the traditional sense, I certainly use my gear, but it's mostly for like making content and uh, flipping the damn thing, you know? And I forgot who said it the other week, which is like 90% of us don't even use, uh, push our gear to the limits, you know, which is fine. 
But uh, I, I think that's going to be the, the informer segment for this week. Is we're going to check this out and have a discussion on it. So this is uh, the Instagram for Everyday Carry, which is crazy that he got that name. And he, he's just this dude that's been crushing it. Um, but let's check it out. It says enthusiast versus functional EDC. It's very interesting, and I think you guys will really like it. Term you've just mentioned a couple of times now, enthusiast. What differentiates mm -hmm. something to be enthusiast versus beginner, quote unquote? And how do you think that affects the price of something? For you to be an enthusiast about something, I think there needs to be a level of emotional investment and enjoyment that is irrational, that is beyond <laughs> reason. Um, I like that. You know, I, I don't want to stigmatize enthusiasm um, when I'm saying that because we're both enthusiasts. Uh, say, for example, like a, a pocket knife, you can just enjoy knives for them being knives and not some means to an end of I need a tool to get the job done. But not everyone gets there. Not everyone needs to. There are going to be a bunch of people uh, who are less vocal, who just like, yeah, I just want to grab like a solid thing off Amazon or Walmart or whatever and like get to work and get it done. And yeah. both are valid. And that's when the discussions and the flame war start where the functional people are going to be like, Why'd you spend that much on a knife? You can just buy like a utility knife from your nearest Home Depot. And then yeah. there's the whole other side of it where it's like, you can't put a price on being interested and passionate about something. There's a term. Yeah, I love that. I really love that. That really resonated with me when I, when I heard that. You know, because I've never heard that description before, which is you need to have any, you need to be emotionally invested and have a type of irrationality. You know what I mean? There's, there's, a, there's a bit of emotional and irrational <laughs> uh, part of it, being an enthusiast. Because it's true. I mean, you know, uh, look, this is a perfect example. I, I just spent $400 on a mini J-Cape, right? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, there is no reason that I would need this. It's a great knife. Um... It's amazing. It's beautiful, right? But in terms of like functionality, you know, one could say there are better knives out there that I don't have to spend $400 on, right? But, it, you know, now, you know, Kelly has the purple one and I have the blue one, right? You know, we're about to have a daughter. What if we die? And then she gets my knife collection, our knife collection, and she sees these two things, you know, and it means something to her. She's like, this is mom and dad's, uh, this is the pair of knives that uh, they collected together. And, um, you know, that's the thing, actually, because when I first six years ago, the most expensive knife I have in my collection is the Sandra Knives Clemente. It's $995. This is the version one. It's the first tungsten carbide blade folding knife, right, by, by Sandrin. And uh, there was certainly an irrational need for it. You know what I mean? Because it's, dude, the knife sucks. I'm not going to lie. You know, <laughs> the knife kind of sucks. Um, the only thing great about it is it looks a little luxurious and it is does have tungsten carbide on the blade. Thank you for coming through, uh, NFK20 and Brian. Appreciate you guys coming through. We got serial hobbyists just hopping in right now. We're talking about 
what it's like to be an enthusiast in this hobby, you know what I'm saying? Versus like the functional people, you know? And I think there's like, I'm certainly part of the enthusiast crowd where I buy things that I don't really need. I would say that like most of EDC is blatant materialism, you know, which is nothing wrong with that, bro. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Let people spend their hard earned money the way that they want. Um, but I definitely get those comments, especially on uh, on fidget tools. Dude, oh my God, bro. <laughs> Anytime I do a fidget video on TikTok or something, or even YouTube, like people are like, what? This is the dumb. This is what they say to me, right? Oh my God, this generation is so doomed. And thinking that I'm Gen Z, I'm 42 years old, you know, just because of the way I talk or whatever. And they're like, oh, my God, this generation is doomed. Why would you buy that? Blah, 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 blah. And little do they know, they're just they're just like pushing my video like higher and higher. So on TikTok, that video got millions of views. But um, yeah, you know, I think that there is a level of irrationality <laughs> in the enthusiast crowd. When you're the functional EDC collector, it's just like you're just buying it for a, a certain need, right? You know what I mean? Like, oh, I'm buying this because of this and and how, oh, I need to do this job in like two weeks. Let me get that, get this for it or whatever. I think there's like a happy medium. I think I, I think you can be some days you can be functional and some days you just want to have that drip, dog. You know what I mean? Sometimes you want to be dripped out. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I definitely do that, you know. I'm black. I'm wearing black and red today, so I'm gonna carry my arcane design Pratheon. That's what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna carry my Pratheon and wear my black, uh, white, and red Jordans and my red G-Shock. You know what I mean? So it was, but it was certainly interesting to hear that description that you need to have a certain amount of emotional investment in the hobby and have a bit of a rationality. You know what I mean? I think that's super interesting. It'd be cool to have this guy on the show um, because I want it, to. It's weird because I never knew this guy was Asian. And I've always seen everyday carry as the page. I mean, it's a huge page, dude. I think in every single platform, this guy has a pretty big following. And um, oh, what was that? Hey, you guys all right? Something just fell upstairs. Hey, you guys die? All right. Okay. Thought somebody died, but. <laughs> oh, shit. Somebody just said something mad funny in the chat. You can't. <laughs> I just can't cut anything without Zerkatai. <laughs> yeah, that's so funny. <laughs> Yeah, everybody is all right. I think they dropped something upstairs, you know. Let's see. You don't know how many times I've tried. When it's my time for a Rosie, it'll come. Yeah, I'm going to get one, man. I need to get one. <laughs> Look, hey, did you guys die? Ray 2023. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> um. <laughs> We're yeah, we're all having fun this morning, man. I feel like today was really good. Started started everything off chatting with everybody while taking a crap. 
Um, you know, and then now I just ask people upstairs if, if did anyone die? Hey, did you guys die? That's so funny. Um, I got to get on that level. Got my first G two GMs in the past month. Yo, you know, that's the thing. It's like, I, I think you progress a little bit, you know, I went from like Kershaw's and CRKT's and then I just bought that for a hot second. Just a lot of 30, 40, $50 knives, you know, $80. And then, you know, I bought, um, I think the first expensive knife, and drop this in the chat, by the way, what's the first expensive knife that you bought? It doesn't have to be like a thousand. It could be like 200. It could be 150. What's the first like expensive-ish knife that you bought, right? And then you were like, after you got it, you were like, oh my God, this is the greatest thing ever. I have to like feel what the next level is, you know? It was the zero tolerance, uh, 0456, right? The ZT 0456 was like the one, dude. I bought that and it was anodized by Jeff Perkins of JD Cutlery. And it I've never gotten rid of it. And it's definitely when I got that knife, I was like, oh shit. Because I went from Kershaw to like that, right? And I was like, what? This is the first of all, it looks insane, right? It was designed by Sinkovich. And at the time, Sinkovich was like super hot. You know, um, and, uh, you know, I, I, I got it. I actually I think I took off work for it. <laughs> I think I took off work for it just so I could get the package. And I, you know, had it had it in my hand and I was like, this is the craziest thing ever. You know, it was like a tank, dude. It just felt like a freaking steel beefy tank. And, you know, it, the, the action was really good. It looked insane. And um, I just I, I had to just see I was addicted from that point on. I don't I don't think I could have stopped collecting then. You know what I mean? And uh, yeah, that was the, the first video I ever made on YouTube was from the ZT over 56, you know. And uh, that's the thing. It's like you get into it, right? And you get. It, it's funny because it coincides with you getting older and also becoming more successful because I definitely, you know, have more money than I did back then. And, you know, your tastes level up a little bit as well. So while I'm not out there buying a lot of thousand dollar knives or a lot of even the four hundred dollar, um, you know, JK, I just showed you, like, I don't make those purchases a lot. I actually haven't purchased anything this month. I'm trying to really save right now. So, but yeah, your tastes kind of like level up, you know, it's like you just buy like, you know, higher end stuff because you, you, especially once you get one, you're like, oh my God, this is the greatest thing ever. Like, you know, like fuck these budget knives. <laughs> I love budget knives, by the way, budget knives have really come up and now they're like at a level where I've always said this, you can have a great, like, you know, collecting hobby, just collecting budget stuff. Like, absolutely. Whereas in when I started, man, them budget knives were not great. You know? They were great for the time. and you're, But now I, I check them out and I'm like, this sucks, dude. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Okay, so let's keep going. Uh, let me see what your, um, what your answers are, actually. Uh, let's keep going down right here. So the ZT-0350 Tiger Stripe 2005. <laughs> dude. The tiger stripe was huge, yo. You know what else was huge? Remember the uh, the speed safe, yo, <laughs> from Kershaw, yo. 
<laughs> oh my god. Uh, so Ben's a twenty-one. Damn, I remember that. Uh, Mark Ridgewell says ZT. A lot of people started ZT. Benchmade Mini Crooked River. That's a good one, dude. That'll get you hooked, bro. ZT 0562 tie. That was a huge model for them. That's a great knife, actually. The knife that broke me was the Benchmade Freak. Another good one. You know what I mean? If you go from Kershaw's and all of a sudden you get a Benchmade, you're like, what the fuck? Like, you you start going crazy. First time I spent more than 100 on a pocket knife was the Kaiser Cormorant. Which one was it? Which Cormorant was it? Uh, Red Horse Knife Works, Hellraiser. Two months later, I didn't like it. Now I'm poor. <laughs> Five months ago, I couldn't imagine uh, spending more than $80 on a knife. Dude, me too. Like, in the beginning, I was like that, you know? But you, you, it's, it's just like any other hobby. You know, that's what I... There is a certain level of it that's like that, you know, where you just want to keep investing and looking at the next thing. You know what I mean? If you collect cars, right? Let's say you're a rich dude, you're collecting fucking Bentleys and shit. You're collecting cars, Lambos, whatever. You just want to buy more and you don't need more cars, but you get them, you know, Funko Pops, action figures, things like that, right? It's, I, I think the, I think that people don't want to admit it sometimes, but I think the EDC hobby has a little bit of that. You want to have a collection. You want to like look at this. Damn, look at all the Pelican cases I got, homie. You know what I'm saying? You're flexing on your boy, right? You have a meetup at your house. Look at all the Pelican cases I got. You know what I mean? Uh, there's definitely a thing like that. Sinkovich loves his Persians. Facts. We got the Sharp Spoon. What's up? Thank you for coming through today. We're talking about the first knife that kind of really got you hooked into the hobby, like the first expensive knife. I've taken off work to stand next to the mailbox before. Oh, yo, that's exactly what I did. Yo, I didn't want to miss it, right? You know, and like lose the pack. I think it was $275. I want to say it was $275. First time I spent 200 on a knife was my Yojumbo all blacked out on S30V. Wow, that's nice, dude. I'm not a fan of ZT. I only own three. I was a huge fan of them back then, you know, when you were getting things like the 0450, the 0456, 0452, I think, um, the uh, 808. Like, um, what was the, what was the uh, Lace George one? I forgot which number that was. That one was really good, too. I, I had to sell a lot of my ZTs because, you know, when I first went full time, I didn't have any money. So I sold all my collection. And it was funny when I had the, the knife meetup at my house and everybody was like, you could probably get seven or eight G's for what you have right now. And I was like, oh, that's nice. Maybe if I need money, I'll just sell everything I got again. <laughs> because I think I have, I don't know, like I definitely have maybe 100 right now maybe a hundred but i do receive a lot of knives every month so but look let me show you guys right now real quick by the way good tip buy an apache case and just cut the foam out yourself um really cool and you don't have to spend a, a crap load for a pelican look at this though i still have it the 0456 designed by Jeff Perkins, dude, with the lanyard and the anno. Anno still looks great. It's been six years, man. It's not the original Edge anymore. Uh, Jared of Neves Knives has sharpened it for me. 
just so much history in this one, man. I'm never going to get rid of it. It's the first knife I ever made a video on on YouTube. And it, it's probably one of the best videos I ever made. It's I don't I don't think the review portion is good, but in terms of like the structure of the video, like actual content creation, I think it was pretty good. Very cool, man. It's very cool that I still have it. I'm never going to get rid of it. I sold all my other ZTs when I needed the money. I didn't sell this one. I couldn't do it. Uh, let's see. Uh, Gil Hibben Rambo, dude. I haven't heard the name Gil Hibben in so long, yo. He's like a fantasy knife maker, right? Ritter RSK MK1. That's a good one, yo. Slap some OG goat scales, some original goat scales on that. Oof. Um, Mini Griptilian, I think, was my first $100 uh, plus knife. These are all good choices. I remember my first really expensive knife was a Hinderer. Man, I was shitting bricks after dropping 425 I love Hinderers, actually. I do like them quite a bit. I don't have any, but, you know, I grew up on gas station knives. I think we all did. We didn't know any better. You know what I mean? We didn't know any better when you were in the pit, right? I was hanging out with Neves Knives. Ron Kwok was there. Ian Coates was there, too. Um, a bunch of people were there. Kelly was there, you know. Uh, I think Bob DeMarco, the knife chunky, was there. We were hanging out at the pit and Blade Show, and Ron Kwok was making a video. And he asked people, like, uh, what's your, he asked Neves, was like, what's your, uh, what's your, what's a piece of advice you'd like to give a, be a beginner? And Jared was like, yeah, watch some videos, man. You know, watch some videos on some of the budget knives and stuff like that, the Sen Cuts, the Civivi, which is what I always tell people, you know, go for Civivi Sen Cut. Things like that. You're gonna you're you're not gonna be steered wrong. You know, you could spend 30, 40, 50 bucks and get a really good knife. Um, but he was like, watch YouTube videos because most of us, when we first start collecting, you just don't know what a good knife is, right? You've only felt the gas station ones, you know? You just don't know what it feels like to flip open a knife, you know, having it be not automatic, it's manual, it's on bearings. And it's nice and snappy. The detent is perfectly tuned. And, you know, you're spending, yeah, maybe 30, 40, 50 bucks. And then um, you think that's a lot of money at the time for a knife. But then, like, you try it and then you're like, oh, shit. Like, this is what a good knife feels like. Because I didn't know. I didn't know, man. You know, I, I really didn't. But now I think that a person coming into the hobby, like, right now, like today, that would be a good place to start, dude. I certainly wouldn't send them to Kershaw or CRKT. I wouldn't anymore. Back then, maybe. Back then, I would have, like six years ago. Now, I wouldn't, you know. But it was funny. That's what he said. He said, watch YouTube videos. Look up budget stuff and, and then start from there. Because you're not going to know. You're just looking at it. You're looking at it and thinking, oh, that's cool. It's probably good. <laughs> you know what I mean? And, which is what we're used to, right? Like, oh, my God, that Batman knife is sick. And you pick it up, you know, you think it's awesome. It's probably automatic and, you know, you don't know any better, right? Um, let's keep going down here. Three years ago, I didn't think that current day me would have bought and sold a dozen CRKs by now. I mean, dude. Shit, dude. You know? I keep thinking that this is not Marty right here. Because, <laughs> like, he changed his logo. <laughs> I keep thinking he's some other guy. 
dude. And I like didn't know how to respond to this right now. <laughs> oh shit. I I don't even own a CRK yet. I gotta get one, dude. Rockwall was my first expensive knife. I didn't know about quad pay at the time, so I paid the 304. <laughs> dude. Yo, quad pay is deadly to EDC folks, dude. Oh damn. Uh, our homie's sick. Homesick. Sinus is really killing me. Cool, uh, cold and allergy at the same time. Dude, just, uh, you know, chill out, man. Hang out and shit. You know, enjoy the stream. I hope you feel better, man. First expensive knife was the Gilhidman Rambo 3 Bowie. Paid 300 at Hoffritz Cutlery Background 1988. Whoa. I bought a Gilhidman, like, fantasy knife before. Uh, my, my, my ex bought it for me, and I was like, this is the shit, dude. Like, I didn't know any... I mean, I I didn't know what I didn't I wasn't into like functional kind of knives. I wanted the crazy looking like demonic shit, you know, <laughs> that I'm not really going to use ever. Um, first time of more than one hundred dollars was OD Green Bug Out. Damn. Uh, let's keep going down here. Kershaw 1510. What is the Kershaw 1510? What is that? This is the 1510, yo. What is that? I'm looking at it right now. Oh my god, bro. <laughs> yo, how much is this? It's Ken Onion, right? I'm looking right now. Damn, this is $195? That's crazy. It's $195. Let's look at it right now. Look at this. 195 bucks ken onion 1510 random task how long ago was this nathan let's look at the specs on this is there any specs like what's the g10 what's the blade material says other ah <laughs> holy shit damn this was 195 Yo, that is wild. That is wild. My first expensive knife was a BM North Fork, North Fork that uh, Ian now owns. Dude, the North Fork is a good knife. I sold mine, but I wish I didn't. Um, my first expensive knife was a Smith & Wesson. <laughs> Benchmade Grizzly Ridge is a good one. I have a Grizzly Ridge thanks to MWK. I still have the... Uh, is it the Knife Joy exclusive, the blue one, blue and black one? I still have that one. <clears throat> Always carried Kershaw's, Sog's, Cold Steel, K-Bar, Box Store stuff, CRKT, Van Hoy Snap Lock was the first knife that got me looking at them as more than just a tool. There's a collector part to it, man. Benchmade Bug Out. That's a good one. Dude, you can't go wrong with a Bug Out, bro. Ray does have Pelican cases full of knives that dwarfs the average collector. He's full-time on it. No more Mickey Mouse shit for him. No, I mean, I... I don't know what that means, Mickey Mouse shit. <laughs> I don't know what that means. But um, yeah, I definitely get stuff in all the time, like sent in. So, you know, I am very feel very fortunate that I get to check out a lot of stuff. And uh, I get to grow as a collector, too. You know, I learned a little bit. Remember when you guys taught me what a lock bar insert was? <laughs> I've been making YouTube videos for like six years. And you're like, bro, this is what it is. <laughs> I don't collect for volume. I collect things that speak to me. I look for character in a knife, but I do also like my knife family to look kind of cohesive, so I cherry pick. I just, yeah, 
I mean, I, I definitely like things, you know, like I, aesthetics is always number one. It's kind of like with girls, bro. It's always aesthetics, right? And then you got to have, you know, they got to have a good personality, ergonomics, right? And then they got to have good action. And yeah, that's, yeah, you know, that's how you judge it. <laughs> um, aluminum drop air is where I really caught the bug. Ooh, that's good. That's a nice one, dude. I love the drop bear. I think I have four drop bears right now. I think I have two of the same one. I'm going to give one away. I have two of the, the micarta ones. We found that out the last knife meetup. I was like, wait a minute. I have two of these. So I'm probably going to do one uh, a giveaway for one. I don't know when I should do another giveaway, guys. We're up to 18,000 today. I think we decided on 20. I think we decided on 20. That'll give me like a few more months to... Uh, get together a nice package for you guys. I can give away a lot again, like last time, give away like 30 ish knives, you know, I'm waiting for the artisan cutlery boa right now. Can't wait, dude. You know, what's funny. I was just thinking about the boa because I made a video on Instagram and it was talking about like, uh, like secret blade shot, blade, blade shot, blade show footage. And, um, I taught, I showed the artisan cutlery boa, uh, designer and, and I was like oh he's a child you know because he's really young dude but it was a joke and uh we'll watch it right now it's pretty funny I was like man look at this awesome custom custom knife made by this child why is Instagram reels like messed up oh it's right here um we'll watch it right now check this out dude if you didn't watch it on my Instagram Viva oh my god what you'll be seeing here is some top secret behind the scenes Blade Show Atlanta 2023 footage. All the cool knives will be at the end. This is the greatest mic check of all time. I'm here with two of the greats, dude. And they, they are talking amongst themselves. We got Jared and Carol right here, yo. How's Blade Show, buddy? It's been amazing, but my feet definitely hurt, and we've only just begun. That is Kelly Tokiyama from Channel 4 News. Look at as cute as can be. Hey, are you of age? You spent any money yet? I did. Oh no, what'd you do? Yo, you know what's mad funny? Like this started out as a joke. And now it's I'm addicted. I'm addicted to it now. Like. No. Oh, what? What? Yeah, from the uh, Zero Feud. I, I I had to get like a musical instrument. <laughs> I'm addicted to it now. It was a joke, you but. You bought that here? I did. Where are they? But check it out right here, dog. Show oh me the goods. God. Show me the goods, big big papa. You know. <laughs> Right oh, yeah. Right I know. Look at this, bro. Man, we got that candy. Oh, for real? Oh, man. All right, we're going to make some videos for y'all right now. <laughs> I'm here with Tri State right now. Look at this. Yo, yo, what up, dude? What's up? Testing. Holy shit, hot. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm supposed to say something. The drip goes crazy, bro. The drip go crazy. <laughs> Dude, what are you doing? I'm just checking to see. Oh my god. Yo, so I'm hanging out at Blade Show. And here's my buddy Jared. Good to see him again. Look at that, dude. Just chilling, man. I'm really scared, yo. Brian's doing a video on me. There's a controversy, yo. Asian controversy right now. These next few clips may be disturbing to some. There's a vicious dog attack. And unfortunately, some of us didn't survive. That's a pit at Blade Show. We had a puppy last year. That's so bad. That's never gonna happen again. 
Oh my god, yo. What is going on? Kelly's never gonna happen again. What is happening? Oh, that's a this is wild, yo. End of the night at the pit, bro. We got stars. It's the third day of Blade Show, and I decided to do these interviews today. What I didn't know is that my voice would be gone. Testing, testing, testing. Hello, hello. Ron Kwok, uh, I've heard that you are good looking as fuck. Um, Who'd you hear that from? How does it feel to be <laughs> a good looking Asian in the YouTube um, community? First of all, I'm, I'm humble. Thank you, thank you. <laughs> Yo, everyday minimalist. How does it feel to have 500,000 subs? <laughs> this is at the Midgard's Messer Bro. booth. They make absolutely insane, giant, thick folders. So if you're into that, definitely check them out. Look at the crazy belt down here. That is insane. This is at the Ocaso Knives booth. They make slim CEO style folders and they do it really well. Can't leave Blade Show without checking out the NAFS booth. Here's some super dope scales for the lander. And that's Ben Peterson right there, Mr. NAFS himself. That's my homie Russell right from Artisan Cutlery. And this is a dope custom made by this child. Amazing. <laughs> Stopped by the Luff Concepts booth and they had a spectacular spread oh, of knives shit. on display. Stopping by this booth meant a lot to me because this is Dylan Mallory's booth and he's been a great friend of mine and here are some of his amazing knives on display. This is at the Kaiser Dinner and I'm checking out the Devo Knives Buzz and the Pony Stout. This is an insane Cold Steel 8010 with original goat scales. Drop by the Arc Form booth and knife after knife. All they had were bangers. Last thing on the menu is this crazy wow, look at that JK, bro. Jesus. I'm not super into the holes, but this blade looks fucking crazy. That's pretty much my behind-the-scenes blade show footage. I uh, saw a bunch of stuff in my camera roll because I was, like, deleting videos because I had to make room. My phone has, like, 500 gigs in it, and it's always full, dude. I never have any room. So I was deleting videos, and uh, that's what I saw. But uh, yeah, man, <laughs> the artisan cutlery bow is designed by this really young kid, and I was like so shocked. I got to meet him, and I was like, "That's crazy, man!" You know. <clears throat> um, <clears throat> let's see what's going on here. What y'all are saying? That hidden scenes video is already nostalgic. Definitely the highlight of the year. You never been. You need to go. It's the best. Uh, yes, I also love Tri-State. He's a good friend of mine. And uh, yeah, man, I it's it's crazy. I knew that he was going to be like a big, big staple in the community, too. I remember when I first had him on my podcast, he was like surprised I wanted me to have him on. And I'm like, you know, dude, like I can tell you're like talented and you're going to be doing stuff, you know. And uh, he's been on the show like many times. I'm going to try to start sending out messages now so i can get some guests um to come on uh monday night or friday morning so you guys can enjoy that i can't with cole's baby voice i like his regular voice better like i'm not gonna lie i like it better dude you know uh the 1510 was about 1996 first ken onion designed for kershaw 440V blade steel titanium liners. 440V was the name for S30V. Oh, very interesting. Very interesting. Brawny says do it at 20K. Brawny has 
fucking excellent content, actually. Every time I see it on TikTok, I'm like, this guy should have way more followers, bro. Um, uh, let's keep going down here and uh, see what y'all are saying. I have a Kershaw 1950 in my hand right now. Damn. Pay for me to go and I'll record all your audio in a professional boom mic. <laughs> uh i i definitely i also accept knives that's hilarious it's like pretty so when i went there i had um you know i used my mom's timeshare at Wyndham, which was like around you know 25 30 minutes away from the actual show but i had a huge place bro <laughs> i had a huge place it was like really awesome um and uh you know the videos i don't even know if i took a lot of videos in it but it was amazing who looks younger kelly or tri-state uh kelly looks really young because she's short she's 410 you know uh let's keep going down here and see what y'all are saying and stuff road makes wireless lavalier that would be perfect for something like this i did that's what i was using is the road mic yeah that's what i was using man I was using the road mic. What you think, bro? You think that I don't know, son? You think that I don't know? <laughs> no, it is it is what I use there. But when you're in a crowded room like that, the the sound can be kind of, you know, kind of like muddled a little bit. You know what I mean? Once you go cold, you just want that baby troll. <laughs> what the fuck? <clears throat> Uh, I'll never forget the first time I met Cole at Blade. I was talking to someone else, and the sound of Ray Laconico, you beautiful man, just sliced through the crowd. That is definitely what he would say. That is a very Cole thing to say. <laughs> but, you know, when I saw him, uh, when we first met, like, I saw him, we embraced, you know? It was like long-lost brothers, dude. I think he was the first person I saw at... um. We were coming up, right? And I had so much anxiety, bro. I, I've always said this. It's like I have a lot of social anxiety. It doesn't seem like I would because, you know what I mean? Like, I'm a good communicator on the show. So, you know, why would a guy like that have social anxiety? You know, he's talking to fucking how many people every week, right? Um, but, uh, yeah, like, I we were we were come, going up the escalator. And then we saw uh, Kara and, and Cole. They were like, yo, what the fuck? Is that everyday city? Is that is that everyday city, Gary? You know, he was like, <laughs> and then uh, you know, we all like introduced each other and like hugged and stuff. And it was like going to Blade Show Atlanta was like like meeting family. You know what I mean? It was like really crazy. Um, you know, seeing Stasa was crazy, man, because I I know what he went through, you know, with his accident and stuff, and also like we we've just been grinding for so long in this youtube game man you know if you think about like six years of just grinding 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 and like nothing happening and then something a little bit of a thing happening and then more of that and more success and more failure than more success and more failure and like seeing him you know was like i was like oh shit this is this is, the, this is my brother dude you know we we did this thing together and i remember talking to jared and and stas in the pit and i was like fuck bro isn't it crazy this is what we do for a living bro it's crazy man you know what i mean and uh i was really awesome so i i don't know if i'm going to be able to make 
Blade Show Atlanta in 2024, you know, the baby would just have been born. And uh, I think Kelly would be still recovering probably from the C-section after that because it'd be in June, right? And so February, I mean, she probably is going to be good already, but she probably would have just started going back to work maybe around that time. So do I, do I like go to blade show you know i i think that realistically i think 2025 is the next time i'm gonna go bro i don't know if i'm gonna be able to go to nycks bro because that's when is when is nycks when is it because i think i think we would have just had the baby right um he said, what do you mean by grinding? Uh, just like making videos, uploading videos for no reason because we weren't making any money or anything on it. It, was, it wasn't a lucrative thing. It was just like a hobby. It was a passion. There was always a possibility that it would become, you know, a little side hustle, you know, a little side business. And, you know, that's the thing. We were just we were looking at each other you know, Stasa, Jared, and me, and, and I, I was telling him, I was like, bro, we do this shit full-time now. It's pretty crazy. Um, you know, making content full-time in EDC, because six years ago, that wasn't a thing. Like, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> that just wasn't a thing, dude. You know, now you could do it now. So, um, I can't go to any Blade show. It would be monetarily detrimental to my, to my survival. I'm too impulsive. I, this is what I did. So I took out a thousand in cash and I said, that's all I'm going to spend. And that's all I spent, which is really cool. Um, I tried to set a cap on, on, on to what I would spend. Stop the cap. <laughs> Stop the cap. Um, let's keep going down here. <clears throat> it's in March. So the baby would have just been born, dude. That's crazy. I know that Fox is going and he's staying there. So, you know, I, I don't know. I don't know. I'd have to see. I have to really feel it out. I don't think so. Just because the baby was just born, I just leave Kelly at home. Um, uh, grinding, that's what I'm doing since I made no money. Yeah, I mean, I'm grinding now, even though I'm making some cash in. I'm not like a rich guy, you know, doing this, guys. I, uh, you know, Kelly makes a lot more than me. And together, collectively, we make enough so that we don't have to think about like, hey, we, we, we shouldn't eat here. You know, I think like I talked about this. I think wealth isn't about how much money you have. I think it's about how much freedom you have. Right. I always told Kelly, like. I want to be wealthy enough that on a whim, I can take a trip with you and the baby, with you and our daughter, you know, and it's not going to hurt us. You know what I mean? You know, anything beyond that is just icing on the cake. You know, it's like you want to be able to go to a restaurant and you don't have to look at the price of something and want to be able to just order it. Shit like that. I don't really need to have a million, two million, a hundred billion dollars. Just that kind of freedom, I think, is is what it would be, you know. Like I still want to be conscious about what I'm spending, but I, I'm I'm pretty frugal, you know, when it comes to collecting. I haven't bought any knives, man. I haven't bought any knives all month. Kind of just chilling. Uh, I'm checking out a lot of knives because of the channel, but 
uh, I haven't bought anything. And shout out to everyone who's sent knives to me to to check out, like the loners and stuff. Like I still have them. You know, what I mean, Ed Durbin is in here. You got Steve Barrow sent me a bunch of like high end productions and like mid techs, which is like crazy. Um, and uh, you know, so I haven't been buying a lot because the stuff that people send in is better than what I could afford. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> you know what I mean? So, you know, I'm, I feel very fortunate that I get to hang out with you guys and we get to go through this freaking weird journey together, dude. And um, yeah, man, I won't fail you. I'll keep making the content. We'll keep doing these shows. We'll keep hanging out. And uh, if you guys want to shoot me a DM today on Instagram, you can go ahead and do that. And uh, I will answer as soon as I can. And uh, you can check out the Kelly and I on patreon.com slash everyday city carry. That is where the exclusive one-hour podcasts are every Sunday. There's four hours every month. I think it's $5 to get you in the door. You can do that through YouTube channel memberships or patreon.com slash everydaycitycarry. Definitely helps out the channel if you do that, by the way. And those shows are awesome. You can ask any of the Patreon fam. Those shows are absolutely awesome. And um, yeah, man, just hit me up on the DM. Much love to everybody. I hope you guys had a good time this morning. Thank you for letting me be your voice of reasoning. <laughs> reasoning. Reason. <laughs> while waking up today this is your boy ray and this is the everyday city carry podcast episode 267 saying peace